Hello, hello, hello. How are, how's everyone? So we welcome you, Jane, Dr. Jane Marquis, and I welcomes you to Quantum Nurse live stream. And you know, it's, we, you all have seen us together. So she is my friend, she is my eternal sister, and we're both colleagues in integrative medicine. So here we are, and we thought, let's just do this, especially that Dr. Jane Marquis has a book, and she's so humble, she doesn't usually say it, but she'll talk about that more today. So to and please, anything that resonates, please share it. We'll upload it in BitChute, Rumble, Earth Heroes TV, but uh, just keep sharing it, and it will be in video and audio um, format. So Jean, thank you very much and welcome. Now we've been thinking about this and finally here it is. Thank you, Grace. <laughs> so how about just let us know, how did you begin to decide or you know contemplate, even contemplate that you wanna be a doctor and a naturopath doctor and then suddenly you also gradually went into homeopath and tell them about that because I'm sure some of the viewers have seen us when you were talking about the dance, remember? Yeah. I, you know, I grew up in a household that used natural remedies and I started my career in a family business and it, it went well, but I, at one time in my life, I realized I was living my parents' dream and not my full purpose or what I should be doing. So I remember getting down on my hands and knees and praying and saying, God, what should I be doing on this planet that would help humanity? And two days later, I was walking my dog and this message just came into my head. And you know, you know the difference when you're thinking something or when you're receiving something. And it was the message that I should become a doctor. And I was like, what? <laughs> I'm like so into natural, you know, medicine and not really into pharmaceuticals. Like I, you know, I was kind of uh, <laughs> thrown, but I went and did a Google search. And the first thing that came up was the Canadian College of Naturopathic Medicine in Toronto, Canada. And it really resonated with everything that I believed in. And uh, it was a four year degree. So I had to go back and get some sciences and uh, study hard to even get fully accepted. And I, so I, I did all that and got accepted. And I, at the same time, got pregnant with twins, which is <laughs> another story. But yeah, I started my journey studying naturopathic medicine, which basically teaches, we, te we learn everything like a doctor would, but then we're taught how, in the last two years how to treat the nutrition, um, Chinese medicine, uh, uh, vitamin therapy and massage, cold water therapy, everything. But one of the things that we learned was homeopathy. And because I had read Bruce Lipton's book when I was in my 20s, I really resonated with how most of our disease has a mental emotional component. Um, and that that starts, you know, um, an energetic block in our in our energy body that can eventually affect the physical. So I, I always thought even if we treat with um, nutrition or vitamin therapy, if we haven't fixed the mental emotional 
uh, problem that was going on, then we may be band-aiding again. So when I found out about homeopathy, I fell in love with it because it takes into consideration the mental emotional aspect and it's part of the case taking and a very important part in matching a remedy to someone who is sick. And so that became my passion. And after I graduated as a naturopathic doctor, I studied two more years. I could do the fast track, <laughs> which was uh, just two more years to become a homeopath as well. So that's my story. <laughs> In, well, in a, in a thank you, thank you for sharing that because that few minutes that you shared about yourself for for the viewers and the listeners, there's a lot of lessons there already. First, you you really planted a seed and followed what's going on already in your thinking, in your whole feeling of medicine, and so you just kind of followed it. Then it's you know I like to garden. It's it's like when you plant a seed and that's what you did, you planted a seed. So for those of you, the viewers who are having some doubts of what or thinking what they want to do, kind of like just that, plant a seed and then follow and then see the lead. And that's what changed. And then Jane, yeah. you're really my eternal sister because you didn't just, didn't just settle down about physical um, treatments or reliefs. But then you acknowledge right away that there's more to health than just focusing on the physical. So, and that's what makes you your homeopathy. And you know your whole practice different. So tell us what does really homeopathy means? Because I, I, if I remember it correctly, even before the pharmaceutical interventions became popular homeopathy was already the solution or the go-to for for the whole most population not just in united states right and then something happened so tell us what is it homeopathy and what is so powerful about homeopathy yeah there were many colleges of homeopathy in the u.s before pharmaceuticals became so popular and Unfortunately, in my I didn't realize when I became a homeopath, but the attacks on homeopathy are very real and and it's it's just a power game really. But I've seen so many amazing results from homeopathy. I have zero doubt in my mind that it works. So homeopathy is based on the premise of like cures like or the law of similars and it was it was created by Samuel Hahnemann approximately 200 years ago when he he realized that there was a, a bark that helped cure malaria called chinchoa bark. And he was curious because there were other bitter barks that didn't cure malaria and he wondered why. So he took some of the chinchoa bark and he noticed that he developed symptoms that were like malaria. And so this started the first idea of, of his that like could cure like. So he started using uh, chinchoa bark, but in a diluted form. And that became the first homeopathic remedy. And since then, he like he developed a series of percussion and dilution that made any substance uh, available to the human body in a very energetic form, in a way that it could not do harm. So he, at the same time, noticed, you know, there were a lot of therapies being used, such as mercury, and, you know, these, uh, these things that we realize now caused a lot of harm. But 
he he knew that there would be there must be a better way. So he started diluting any substance to the point of energy with percussion, which gives it an energetic value. And so, yeah, that's how homeopathy was born. And now there's 3,000 remedies. Wasn't he scared, Jane? Because you say it, if it's the malaria and then he took the malaria and then he developed some symptoms, he didn't get scared because for ordinary people, he says, oh, dear, you know, this is similar to what I'm trying to avoid. So yeah. something maybe even maybe before that, he has some something going on in his brain. Yeah. I, you know, and what was going on in his brain? Because he became like to me, he was just so far ahead in, you know, his his knowledge and you know, these ideas of like cures like and energy and energy, right? So I I know that yeah, he I think he even used some of this on his on his family and had to experiment. But that's why he developed he developed this dilution and percussion so that the the re the the bark or whatever he was using would not do harm. So it, it was diluted to the point of not doing harm. And interestingly enough, if you give something at that dilution to somebody when it doesn't match, when it's not like what they're experiencing, nothing happens. So that's why it's so important to take a case and get the exact details of the individual to match the remedy. So there's an emotional component and the exact way that someone uh, experiences symptoms are very different from the next person. So it's also very individualized medicine. What do you mean by percussion? Really like some kind of instrument? Yeah, they, they take a remedy, uh, say it's a plant, and they take the seed or the leaf or whatever they want to use, and they grind it down and then add a milk sugar, add water, and do this series of dilutions. Um, and, and then once they've added the water, they percuss it, and that carries the energy forward into the next dilution and percussion. So it brings it down to, there's different potencies in homeopathy um, from 6C, 12C, 30C, 200, 1M, 10M. And as it's diluted, it becomes even more energetic. And paradoxically in homeopathy, the more diluted it is, the, the stronger it is and the quicker acting it is. So in my book, I describe 17 remedies that can be used uh, very easily by the layman that has never really experienced homeopathy in a way that, you know, um, is easy. So if you have a bone break or a sprained ankle or a bee sting or a flu, you can try these 17 remedies and hopefully that will encourage people to realize the strength and the beauty of homeopathy and how they, you know, how to choose a remedy. And I give a graph uh, so that they can know how often to take it and when to take it different, you know, if it's an acute, like you just got a bee sting or broke your ankle, you would take it more often than if it's a chronic remedy that treats something much deeper. So I explain that in my book as well. 
but along the way of studying homeopathy, I realized, you know, it, it can, it takes at least half an hour to take a child's case if they're sick to get all the details and maybe two hours if you're an adult with a lot of history and, you know, things in your, in your past. And so I, I realized that I wanted to also write about tissue salts, cell salts, which were developed by Chisler because there's only 12 and they're also equally remarkable, but it's simpler and they work more like a nutrition or a vitamin. So you, you know, you take them on a regular basis until you see the imbalance. What uh, do you call it again? Tissue salts, right? Tissue salts or cell salts by Chisler. Yeah. It seems like um, the homeopath uh, practitioners are also attracted to tissue salts. It seems like it's a perfect combination. Yeah, we study them to become a homeopath. And I, I immediately was excited by them because I realized I was a mother at the time and I realized how I could quickly educate other mothers how to use these in the middle of the night with their children and how valuable that was so that you know if i if i created a chart that's how it started i created a chart of cell salts and how to use each one and i would give it to parents and mothers and they just loved it so empowering and you know when covid broke out i was i'm empowered with all this information and so I, I really had very little fear of a flu or a pandemic because homeopathy has helped pandemics over the centuries. And I've helped so many flus, so many chronic diseases that I, I had very little fear. But I realized that many people have fallen into the medical paradigm where they just ask their this is a step backwards from us empowering ourselves and trusting our inner knowledge and our inner knowing. And so it was at that time that I wrote this book just to educate others to begin the path of empowerment. Is homeopathy with tissue salt, is that something that... Um, it, and I, I think you mentioned it for mothers. So any ordinary person can just begin to use that on their own, or do they need a supervision? Or is, is it also just good for um, a treatment or would it be even be more powerful to take it before someone gets ill? So it's homeopathy and cell salts work on the premise that you replace in cell salts, you replace salts that are missing. So if you notice a slight symptom, you start to take the salt and it gets better. And homeopathy works like we have used it in pandemics and epidemics um, very successfully where a remedy, you know, maybe there's six remedies that match the the symptoms in the disease and that can be given as um, you know before you might be as a preventative but often homeopathy is used to treat when you you know when you experience something rather than as preventative so i wrote the book very simply so that people could use it 
on their own, trying it before they had to go to the doctor. And of course, if symptoms get worse, yes, because it means that you've missed the remedy or not you know, treated it successfully. But the sooner you use it, the more likelihood that you can treat it at home. So just to have these tools on hand to try would be very empowering. So that's why I wrote it. Yeah, and, and congratulations. And thank you for writing that because we can always use some good handbook of easy to do treatments. Um, when, when, uh, when, you, when someone is in, has started using homeopathy, Okay, with tissue in and tissue salts in it. When do they? Uh, but you you said you've always seen the the success for it. So the, I think my question would be, what would what would the factors be, or what would affect it for not to work? Yeah, with that's that's one of the reasons homeopathy can get beaten up easily, right? It's with people that don't understand even how it works. And so it's a great question, Grace. <laughs> so the reason homeopathy won't work is if you try to treat someone with a remedy that doesn't match the symptoms at all. So even flus, when we, when we take someone's case, it has to match the symptoms and you have to give the remedy that matches. And that's why it's a little bit complicated. That's why if it's something that's um, outside your wheelhouse, then you should seek out a homeopath. But and really interesting little story is of me when I was first learning homeopathy, I was treating my daughter who had a really bad cough. Like she would cough until she vomited and being a new homeopath, I looked at all the top polycrest cough remedies and I tried giving them to her. I think I gave her four or five with no success. Nothing happened. And I was, you know, like, oh, this is really annoying. And that's what can happen, right? So what I did was I put her on my knee. She was only four years old and I thought it would be hard to take her case being a new homeopath. But it was actually very much simpler with children. It is in general. So I put her on my knee and I knew that I needed a little more information. So I asked her about where the tickle is in her throat, what it felt like when she coughed, um, what, what time was it worse? And I knew it was when she laid down to go to sleep. That's when she really coughed. But then I got to the interesting part. I asked her, what has happened that has made you sick? What has happened recently that has upset you? And she told me the story of how she was at school. They had built a fort on the playground and she had gotten in trouble and grounded. And so she wasn't able to go play with her friends in the fort during recess. And so I said to her, how does that make you feel? And she said to me, sad, mommy, so sad. So I knew that I had missed that component of the mental emotional. And when I added that into the type of cough, I got the remedy Ignatia, which is one of the remedies I put in my book. And it will have a very, um, very strong cough and this feeling of sadness in a nutshell. There's much more to it, but um, it treats depression and sadness and overwhelming sadness. And when I gave her this remedy, her cough stopped 
And she may have had a slight cough the next night. I gave her it again, but the cough was completely gone. And it, I'll, I'll never forget it. It's my first, aha, this is like amazing, amazing medicine. Yeah, truly amazing. And since uh, you remembered to ask, and people really need to always connect what happened recently, especially recently, but sometimes way before, always connect because then, you know, the past can affect the present and then the future. So wonderful. Yeah. And since then, I've gone on to study with Dr. Divya For She's in India, an amazing homeopath. And that's become my real passion. She's developed this way of of connecting to the unconscious mind and our unconscious mind will program and, and develop circuits in our mind, especially when we're children. And sometimes these circuits develop in a way that cause us when they're triggered and later in life, it causes us great and immediate stress because we're reminded of something that traumatically happened to us as a child. And so we go right back into the same state and eventually that circuit creates disease in the body. And so it's really important to disrupt the circuit and, and remove it. And then the body has a chance to heal, but that's a much more complex uh, way of taking a case. And it's, I talk about it in the book, but then it's becomes a time when you really want to see a homeopath that can help you uncover the exact remedy that will help heal that. How does one begin to work with you, Jane? I'm, I'm available online. Um, I have a website, Empowered Health, so you can go there and just read about me and connect with me if you wish to. And my book is there as well. Yeah, and I, I yeah, very <laughs> nice, yes. And I put it out there on our ticker. And uh, I'm asking this not to end, the show yet, but I just wanted to make sure that people could reach out to you if they need to reach out to you. And yeah, and, and um, yeah, and, and just and just to learn even how to find a homeopath, um, because there's, you know, degrees of education in homeopathy, naturopathic medicine, and so you know, depending, but I also I always like you and I say, listen to your inner voice, listen to that path that thing that's placed in front of you and know if that feels right for you do you want to go through some um cell salts in detail that you want to share to people yeah let's let's go through a few of the cell salts we have a bit of time so yeah, yeah we'll go through the 12 salts i'll only give like little details of each one and and then you can get the book or learn more about them and what if it interests you. So the first one, they're they're always they have a number on them. Um, I only have number two here, but see how it has a number and the name of the cell salt underneath. Where do so the numbers come from, Jane? I they just over time were given a number. So calc floor uh, is number one. And it just has become universally known as number one. Although if you ask me what's number one, I have to think. I, I have always known them as their name 
and what they how they interact with the body. So cell salts, just a little quick reminder, are reduced only to the point of six CH. So they still have some of the mineral that is uh, cellular and they've been developed by Chisler. So he, he did a lot of research and found that there were 12 essential salts in every cell. And when some of these salts were missing, then the body would develop disease. So they work a bit more, uh, you could think of them more along like nutrition, as opposed to what we've been talking about with homeopathy, so slightly different. And so they replace the cell or the salt that's needed in the body. And the body has these, these uh, minerals in a salt form. So the first one is calc floor. And calc floor is very helpful if you've lost elasticity in the body or if there's a buildup in the body. And so I use it a lot if someone has a bone spur or if there's a very tight, a tightness in a tendon, that kind of thing. And so that's the first one, calc floor. And the second one is calc sulf. It's, uh, no, sorry, calc phos. And calc phos is one of my favorites. So it's calcium phosphoricum. And I often give it at the first sign of a cold or flu because it adds vitality to the body. It gives vitality. And calc stands for calcium phosphoricum. So it's given if there's any need for calcium. And sometimes we notice this when we're losing bone mass or if we have a broken bone and we need to replace calcium very quickly and safely. Because in this form, the salt won't build up in the body. Some calciums uh, given in tablet form or nutrition form, unless they're taken with other nutrients, they can build up in arteries and, and in organs. So calcfos is very, a very safe way of replacing calcium. And I always, always give it at the beginning of any cold or flu. And then calcsulf is calcium sulfuricum and it's a blood purifier. So it helps uh, purify the blood. And that's very important if we've been sick or if we've taken pharmaceuticals or we just need to cleanse and purify. And then ferrumphos is also one of my favorites, ferrum phosphoricum and ferrum is Latin for iron. So if you're anemic or low on iron, ferrumphos is, is a very important cell salt. And it also helps hemoglobin form more quickly in the body. So we're able to carry oxygen more efficiently. And so I suggest ferrumphos along with calcphos at the beginning of any cold or flu. So if it's given within the first few hours, you can often abort the symptoms and never even come down with the flu. And then calimur is the next salt, and it's also a blood purifier, but I use it a lot when there's a sore throat involved. So you would add it in along with calcfos, ferrumfos, and calimur if, if you have a cold or flu with a sore throat. And then califos is a beautiful remedy, or cell salt. It's potassium phosphoricum. So I often use it if I feel I'm low in potassium, you know, as a electrolyte, or uh, it's a beautiful cell salt to relax the nervous system of the body. So if you're having trouble sleeping, and I used it a lot when my 
kids were small when they would come home from a birthday party and they were all revved up, you know, and you're like, how are they ever going to go to sleep? Like they've had too much cake and too much fun. <laughs> and I would give them this Califos and it would immediately calm the nervous system and they would go to sleep beautifully. So a beautiful remedy for all mothers out there. <laughs> and then uh, Magfos is magnesium phosphoricum and it's also very calming to the nervous system but it replaces magnesium in a very efficient and gentle manner and so i use it a lot as well um, if i feel i'm dehydrated if i feel i have any small muscle cramps it replaces magnesium very quickly efficiently and very uh safely so you know it it helps immediately with uh, muscle cramps. And the first sign of a muscle cramp can be an eyelid twitch and the first sign that you need magnesium. So it's a beautiful remedy as well. And sometimes I would combine it with Califos in order to help with sleep with my children or it's it also calms the nervous system. So it's one I use a lot as well. And then there's Natmir, which is uh, the it's salt, not natrium muriaticum. And in the cell salt form, it can also help with uh, grief, but it also helps uh, balance water. So if you're dehydrated or if you're too much water in the body, like swollen ankles or that kind of thing, you can take nap mirror and it will balance the water in the body. And then natrium foss is a beautiful remedy to alkalinize. And I use it a lot, you know, if you just feel like you're stressed and you know that your body is a little bit acidic, or if you've eaten the wrong things or drank something, or, you know, you just know that you're acidic, you can take natrium foss and it really helps. And then natrium self is liver support. So if you're doing a liver cleanse, it helps support the liver and make the liver work more efficiently, which really helps us conjugate everything that we eat and all the chemical uh, processes that have to happen in our body that go through the liver. Or if we've taken, uh, again, pharmaceuticals that may have damaged the liver, then it's a great remedy to take. And then there's silica is the last one. I've ran through these so fast. But silica is, you know, it helps with bones and nails and skin. And so it's a beautiful remedy hair if you know that you need to rebuild skin, nails and bones. So I'll often combine it with calc foss if someone has broken a bone. And calc floor is also helpful if someone has broken a bone and the bone will, will repair much more efficiently. Thank you so much, Jean. Um, but they, it, that's a lot of information already. You, you may think, right? Yes, but people can re-listen again and view this again. Now, uh, let me ask you, what is the safe way of dosing so that's always the question, right? And that's the one piece that's often missing in books. And so I put that in my book, how to use it. If someone, you know, if you just came down with a cold or if the cold's developed into something more severe, how do you take it? So in acute situations, I suggest taking cell salts often, like even every 20 minutes for 
two hours until you notice the symptoms subside. So one of the mistakes in cell salts is to only take three pellets and hope that it's going to change the situation of a cold or flu, but you need to take it often at first in order to change the environment. So, but with the, with a chronic situation or a bone break, you might take it only three times a day. And if it's chronic, you would take it twice a day for say two to three months. So what I did was a chart that would help people know how to use it. So, you know, if it's red alert or yellow, or green or orange means that, you know, in different ways to use the cell salt and, and same with homeopathy. Oh, that's very helpful because people also differ in sizes, differ in ages, you know, other than their symptoms. So using your book, that's helpful for them, correct? Yeah, very helpful. So helpful. And the beautiful thing about uh, cell salts is that they're so safe for kids that you can safely give two or three, you know, every 20 minutes until you notice them recover. And oh, I have a great, I have a great story. My girls. Were, <laughs> so my girls were, I don't know, they were about eight, and they came down with really bad coughs again, but all my homeopathic remedies were at home, but I brought my 12 salts. And we were supposed to go to a amusement park and everything in my body was saying, we need to stay in bed today. You guys can't go to this amusement park. <laughs> of course they screamed bloody murder and we're going. And so I'm like, I mean, I'm like, okay, well let's test this. So I mixed up Calcfos, Ferrumfos, Calimur, and Calcflor, which helps with coughs. Calcflor, I missed that when I was running through. It was very helpful with coughs. So I took a cap of each, put it in a little baggie, mixed them up, and took them with us to the amusement park. And I just fed them like little birds. So I just gave them two pellets every time we were in a lineup to go on a ride. And by the time we came home, they were completely better. So... <laughs> How beautiful is that? That's amazing. And of yeah. course, they have no reason to resist whatever you're giving because they want to be there. Oh, and cell salts taste beautiful. They are slightly sweet and children love them. Pets love them. Like once you start giving them, they'll actually beg for them. Oh, see, that's yeah. always good. It's always good. <laughs> the difference between taking real herbal medicine because I grew up tasting most of the herbs really bitter. <laughs> yes, and that's hard to get in kids. That's one of the other reasons I really started to use cell salts, even when mine were tiny. And yeah, yeah. and I found you can give them to babies and pets as well quite safely. So now how about uh, how about the seniors or elders who has a lot of medications? They're safe with medications. Um, I find that one of the things that you have to do is monitor the reaction from the medication because as you're getting better, you need less of the medication. So you might have to peel back the meds. So it's best to be followed by a doctor or testing if you're on a number of medications. And although it is called salt, those who think that the salt is the one that could hurt their blood pressure, they better kind of change that. Yes, oh, yes. They're called salts because they're two minerals joined together. And in, and 
in science that's called a salt. And they're cell salts because they're the salts that belong in the human body in salt form. Does that explain it? Mm -hmm. yeah. It's just wonderful or interesting that he, she ended up just with a 12. Um, yeah, I would want to know really, how did she end up with a 12, not with a 14, 16? <laughs> Right? 12, I think, is a beautiful number. Yeah, correct. Right. For those of us who, you know, follow the base 12 uh, source code, it's always a beautiful number. Right? And isn't it interesting that there's 12 essential salts in our body? They have found more since, but I focus on the 12 because it is so simple and it's what Gisler first discovered. So, And, and Jane, this one would be a good challenge for you or research so there's 12 essential tissue salts that she uncovered she said she did and most probably she did that in this density so whatever yeah. it, in it, i'm not sure if it's in the dimension one two or three but it's interesting what are the differences when it goes into a higher density because from what I'm learning now we're, um, about the elements, periodic table of elements, for every dimension, there's a difference. Then sometimes when, you know, when it goes down from the higher dimension to the lower, there could be something missing. So then as for us also who are trying to accrete frequencies to higher dimension, we have to remember or to learn what could be missing so that we can continue to accrete to higher. So, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. So that's, your, that's your homework. <laughs> and, and cell salts very much work on the physical body, but they're diluted somewhat. So yeah, I think your question is fascinating. And, and homeopathy is diluted much more, so it changes density, right? And so I, yeah, how, like it's taken from the crude form. So the table of elements, like you're saying, the, the mineral table, it's taken from the crude element, but then taken, diluted to the energetic. And we're not, we, yeah, how to bring it back the other way, right? It's, yeah, yeah. So, or, or the, there is a way, but it's just one of those lessons that we haven't been really taught openly. Because could yeah. you imagine if we can really know this all of this knowledge and and when you are we're what when you've been discussing about the homeopathy and the cell salts and the like to cure like and how is that really it's still some people like gosh it's just this little tiny thing and so this is like okay but we forget that there's such a thing as quantum morphogenetic field in our body in every atom in every tissue in every cell <laughs> that because of that sometimes when the physical is gone that morphogenetic resonance remains so it's just knowing that that's yeah. why homeopathy is powerful and they didn't want that yes <laughs> no. I, I feel that's why it's been they've attempted to eradicate it because when you see the results and the power of that 
of that energetic healing. It's, uh, yeah, it's really powerful. So good point, Grace. <laughs> and eventually um, in the study of, you know, your study would be how that can, you said the 12th, but the 12th, because everything is perpetual creation when you're in base 12. And that's where the periodic table of elements that they claim is just from the 12 and it keeps increasing and increasing. The eternal ones is 144. So now really your, your homework will be, what's the next one for the essential uh, 12 tissue salt? What would be the next 24, yeah. the next 36, the yeah. next? So that's a lifetime of journey. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> so, and uh, let's see what else. What? 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 Uh, other than the dosing, what is the other questions that you usually encounter when people know that oh, you're a naturopath and you're a homeopath, and so what's usually that question they would ask? Yeah, the you know the difference between homeopathy and botanicals and homeopathy and cell salts, right? And I often get the confusion between a homeopath and a naturopath all the time mixed up. And so a naturopath is, is a doctor that studies a number of modalities to treat uh, an illness or a disease. And a homeopath uses just homeopathy and becomes an expert in that field. So I, I knew that I loved homeopathy, but I had to become good at it in order to really see good results because it is a little, it's, uh, you know, complex understanding what information to use that we as humans are giving because we're complex beings. So seeing, you know, where the discord is, is the, is the important information that you want. And it's like seeing, you know, a tr the exact tree you want in a forest. So it, it but it's a great combination that you did, you know, from like a no learning all the other things. And now, you know, you narrowed it down. But when you narrowed it out, actually, you just didn't narrow it to that homeopath. You, that still became much bigger. Okay. Yeah. And well, in my book, I just wanted to make it simple so people could try it and find out that there are other things that they can use, right? Other than jump to a pharmaceutical, have these tools in their toolbox, and then branch out from that, like learn more. If it works, that's just gets you excited to use more. So, yeah. Um, and all the, all that the, the people you've helped have really benefited from it. Now, um, when it comes to, you know, our, almost everyone will want to have some detox plan, detox plan. That should be also good to accompany with whatever detox plan they're doing, correct? Yeah, I included at the back of the book is like different things that you can use as well as and there's also a paragraph on which cell salts to use to detox. And then um, I've also written seven, about 17 homeopathic remedies that you can use acutely in different situations. Oh, do you want to share any of the, your top three? Yeah, top? it's, yeah, there's 17. So I'll share, yeah. I'll share the top three. So yeah. 
One of my favorites, and this really hones in on the idea of like cures like, is Allium sepa, which is the common onion in layman's terms and made into a homeopathic remedy, Allium sepa. And it really helps at the beginning of a cold or flu, especially if there's a lot of watery eyes and runny nose. And you know, when we're when we're making dinner and we're peeling that onion and the same thing happens. So that's such a beautiful example of like cures like. So often if you have these symptoms and you use that remedy at the beginning of a common cold, it will really help. But the emotional feeling behind Allium Sipa is, and this is where homeopathy becomes a little bit complex, is it belongs to the lily family. And the lily family, um, the, in a nutshell, there's a very it, it, there's a lot to the story, and I don't want to make it overly simplify it. And if you're interested, interested, if it even sparks some interest, it's so fascinating. But the feeling in the Lily family, in the most part, is that they're being pushed out of the group. So there's often that feeling of not belonging along with the cold symptoms. So. You know, I, I love Lily family too. And um, yeah. there's, there's this one, I love it, but I don't know all the names, but there's this one with a orange, orangey flowers. That oh, it's tiger lily. Yeah. Tiger yeah. lily. Yeah. And I, I eat the flowers because yeah. I love flowers. And in other cultures, especially in Asia, they eat many flowers. And one of them is the lily flowers. They eat it raw. I lost you, Grace. They eat many of the flowers. Yeah. 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 And it, they and they eat it raw or they stir fry it. So uh, since I have a few in my gardens, my small garden, and I know that I don't um, spray them with any pesticide. So I I like the I eat the lily flower and it tastes good. Now when you were talking about how they feel, now that's again you know knowing about frequencies feeling you know feeling is that electric um it has an electric frequency so i can i can i can relate to how they feel on like okay listen up okay i'm there they multiply so technically the lilies are bulbs right underneath they multiply and they just keep multiplying yeah so, but yet they grow underground sometimes some and it reminds me of in the in um indigenous plant medicine it's like part of the study of ethnobotany when you mention about the story of the lily they they really go through that especially hawaiian ethnobotanists they go through that um plant signature they call it yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it, it's so fascinating to me how, you know, God in creation has given us these plants, minerals and animals that can cure something that's happening in distortion in ourselves. So they they have the same patterns. And by by taking the plant or the mineral and like cures like it. It, it's just never, never ending 
um, interest to me. And you're and yeah, the way they grow and how they are in the soil is part of those clues. But then um, people take the remedy in order to feel the first symptoms that it can be used to cure. And so that's how it's developed. So what's the, what's your next one? Well, I think everyone's heard of Arnica and it's, it's a beautiful remedy taken in homeopathic form. You can buy it in a gel or in the pellet form. So homeopathy comes in small pellets, usually in a tube. And Arnica can also be found in a gel or a cream that you can put on a, a part of your body and that has been injured. And it really helps it with bone breaks or sprains or strains or something you've done that is made you um, pain that is very painful and it will often help the injury heal much more quickly. You, you know, I say 30% faster. And if you get to it really quickly, like I always take Arnica with me uh, when my girls ride, because if they fall off and hurt, you know, get a head injury. If I give Arnica within the first few minutes, then there it stops the inflammation and it can really stop it moving into a concussion. So I'll give Arnica often if that's ever happened for a couple hours. And yeah, and I take it to give to my horses as well if they've, you know, jumped a lot and they could have, you know, a small tendon in injury that we can't even see. I'll just give them Arnica because knowing that that's a possibility. And then, yeah, and then another one I love that I include in my book is Apis. And Apis is taken from honeybee. So it's interesting because this comes from an animal. And Apis, we know that when someone is very allergic to bee bites, that they'll give very small amounts of this venom in order to cure the person. But you can also use Apis, the remedy, the homeopathic remedy in homeopathic form after someone has been stung by a bee bite and it treats the same. So like cures like. So you're taking the, the bee venom, treating the, the bite and it works in bee stings, wasp stings, uh, other insect stings. But also if there's a lot of just, you know, the effect, that you have after a sting is hot and red and swollen. So if something appears on the body that is similar to that, you can use the remedy Apis. I can imagine how once, uh, let's say, the, you know, uh, most people keep their bathroom with first aid yeah. remedies. That's how a, a good bathroom closet should be you know uh -huh. and the, yeah and you know I these 17 remedies are just so beautiful to have for that exact reason this emergency and the 12 cell salts and you could build on it you could have 30 35 easily yeah that's why I always tell people before if you want really especially for young people trying to know they're trying to date others right they say, hey if you go to someone's home, check out their bathroom and what they have there as first remedies. Right. So if you like what you see, maybe you could continue dating the person. Yeah. <laughs> right? 
<laughs> it says a lot, right? Like my kids never went to a doctor other than for a head injury or a broken bone ever. And they're 19 now. And I don't think I did either, other than I got mono when I was a teenager. But I never went to a doctor. There's one other one that I want to share before we finish, because I love it. And it's called Arsenicum Album. And this remedy really helps if you have food, uh, food poisoning. And so many times I've helped people, like even my mother, my sister, anyone that has it on hand. If you have food poisoning and you take Arsenicum Album, it often you'll take it, fall asleep, and work up, wake up so much better. That's awesome. Um, these are, you know, these are very good uh, information from you. And uh, so I really encourage everyone to re-listen to this and get Jane's book. Where can they get your book, Jane? Um, on my website, I have the link to Amazon and to Frisian Press. And we, I don't know if there's a way of including the link from Frisian Press. It's often the quickest way of getting what it. I, yeah. What, yeah. I, what I will do, Jane, is I will put it in the post notes, that link. Okay? Yeah. Okay. And uh, um, your website, I have it, here the, the, I have the, this is your website or the, the podcast? Empowered Health is my website and inpoweredhealth.com okay. because healing is an inside job. Frank, <laughs> you know that. And information and so many, so many important aspects of our life right now and in the afterlife. And, um, so wonderful. This, did we do a good amount for our audience and for your personal activity after this? <laughs> or I, it's perfect. I think so. I mean, as long as I, all I hope to do is some, spur some curiosity and to empower people with even a little bit of information. Because like I said, I had so much information, so many years of study that I had very little fear. And the more information you have, information you have, the more you're able to take control and guide your own life. You're, this is good, Jane. And you'll be, personally for me, you'll be a good person if I really wanted to learn more about it because I see it reflected in your life. It's it, it's you're manifesting it and you're materializing it, and that's how I want to study. And even before, so I said, oh, if if you cannot make me see it in your life, then why would I study or even listen to you? So yeah. thank you for doing thank everything you. that you've been doing for all those years, and now really you put it into a book. You're doing great in your podcast, and. You want to tell them about your podcast briefly and where they can find that? Yeah, so my podcast developed about the same time, Empowered Mind, Empowered Health, because I really want people to 
realized how much power we have in our own destiny, in our own health. And again, the influence the mental emotional has on us. And as soon as you realize that you have power over it, right, you have the power to heal. And so that was the reason I started my podcast. And I have many stories of people that have really empowered themselves by different journeys along the way. So it's really an inspiring I get inspired every time I interview someone. <laughs> so keep an eye on Jane and we'll be doing more of our collaborative teamwork. And uh, we're thinking of doing a little bit of a, another sort of a webinar in the future with another podcaster. So keep an eye on what we're doing, okay? Because this is all for you as we also grow with you. So. Yeah. Yeah, we want to empower people and it doesn't come with money and, you know, all these things can really, really, really help. Thank you, Grace. Thank you. Soul sister. Yeah, my eternal soul sister. Thank you so much. And you have a great day. And please, to all of you, if this resonates, feel free. That's why it is on the social media so you can continue to watch it but at the same time help us in the rumble bit shoot and other platforms that we are in okay and do feel free to make some comments questions we welcome everyone and everything